Welcome, everybody, to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast of Burn Orange Nation. You can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at burnorangenation.com. If you like what we do, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, anywhere where you can find fine podcast content. For some reason, Kyle and I are there as well. Feel free to connect with us on social media at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. My name is Gerald Goodridge. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by the man that chooses all the ads for our podcast, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? Uh, my mom is soon to be leaving a review that I, I choose five-star ads um, for our podcast. I hope that um, all of you, this is a good time to remind you, if you like what we do, if you like the way we edit it, if the ads aren't too loud or too um, different than your, I guess, uh, political leanings or whatever, um, leave us one of them five-star reviews. We appreciate it. So one, we actually got our audio issues edited because somebody gave us a three-star review because the content was good, but the audio levels for our uh, for our ads were bad, and so I reached out to the guy who runs our network. I was like, "Hey, what what gives?" And he's like, "Oh, here's what we need to do. Let me get some information. We got that fixed. We do not choose the ads. We simply just say where the ads go, and then they put they somebody else somebody in sales sells them for us. We have nothing to do with who picks the ads. I want to get that out there. So so if you are the if you are the reviewer who didn't like our ads, go go consider like Yelp giving a, a second review where you bump it up with that fact uh, and just rate the content." that we can control or not whatever it's free country it's fun who it doesn't one thank you for taking the time to review us because that's more important than anything that's I mean, right i go like i read the reviews and so i like to comment on things that we see in there but um kyle we've got a lot to talk about uh, we had a lot to talk about on tuesday and we've got a lot to talk about mainly the fact that tom herman chooses jobs based upon the fact that he can wear short pants it's actually not uh <laughs> what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the fact that um one of the things that i love about sports is rivalries like yeah. rivalries are what makes sports fun to me arguing with people on twitter and the fanfare and the like you think about the ou rivalry and the texas state fair and and cotton bowl and everything that goes along with it and, and you know i talked about it in my in my bang the drum on tuesday the the texas a&m game was a thing right they we had they have their midnight yell and, and so we have like the hex rally i remember you know standing on uh standing underneath the tower and watching the players come in at, at night and it was just so cool to be a part of and like rivalries are i think the reason why specifically college sports i think are are greater than nfl professional sports but you know i think that's one of the reasons why i prefer college to you know the the nfl product is because i can i can sit and watch any rivalry game between two teams is like, this is fun. These people hate each other, and it's absolutely fun. And there, and there are formal rivalries. There are those rivalries that have their own Wikipedia pages, right? So you have the, the Texas-Texas A&M Lone Star Showdown. You got the Red River rivalry for Texas. Shootout rivalry showdown. I don't know what it's called nowadays. The Red River game. <laughs> the Texas OU game, whatever you want to call it. But then there are these things in, in college football that happen where you just kind of hate some folks. Where you're just like, you know what? There's something about you. I don't know what it is. Maybe I do know what it is, but I just don't stinking like you. And so, because there are no sports going on right now, I want to take a moment. I want to, We want to shine a light on the informal rivalries. And so, Kyle, when you when we look at informal rivalries, what what do you what do you consider when you think about an informal rival? Well, right. I think a rivalry typically, like when you define it in a classical way, is is usually a 
you know, a meeting that spans over a long time. You've been doing it, you know, for X amount of years. Oftentimes, like you said, as a Wikipedia page, it has a name, you know, something like that. I think an informal rivalry is uh, is more where it's just a, it's it's either, you know, new, we've only played this team a couple times, but something didn't go right. Or, you know what, every time they come on TV, I'm rooting against them. I want them to lose. Or when we play them, I get irrationally angry um you know it's it's the it's the get your blood boiling a little bit more than you know an average week when you look at the schedule uh and see their name on it um i will say this as i will give the full caveat before we start this as as the oh i don't know nine years running writer of the texas pregamer um every week is a rivalry i have to drum up hatred for every opponent (laughs) i I have to drum up just as much hatred for OU as I do for Tulsa, just as much, you know, for whoever uh, USC coming to town um, as I do for uh, for North Texas. So, you know, I have to find hatred, dirt, anger, and funny, hilarious things to parody slash say every week. So maybe I'm just filled irrationally with hate for anyone who deems uh go show up to the visitor locker room against the University of Texas. But I think an informal rivalry is a rivalry that administrators may not even realize, but fans probably feel somewhere in their gut. And it can be a little different for everyone. Yeah, it's that one that you got circled on the calendar, right? It's not – we all we all circle that, that Saturday in October in Dallas, right? We all circle that one. We all, we all circle um, – you know, we used to circle Thanksgiving Day, right? We used to know that that was when that game happened, right? We used to know that. But it's that game where you're like, oh, those guys again. Right. The, the, the ones that you just like, if I if I come across one of their fans on Twitter, I'm going to troll them as hard as I possibly can. Um, and, and this this kind of spawns out of a couple of different things. But, you know, I think it was last year ESPN did this big thing about the rise of horns down. And, and they had a quote from a, from a professor from a Ph.D. He has the coolest research job ever. He studies like sport fan behavior. And he looked at, at rivals. And, and when he polled this, is the quote, we polled college fans and asked them who their biggest rival was Texas had 11 different teams identifying them as a rival by far the most in the country and so let's just do that back let's just do that back to them Kyle so (laughs) when you think of an informal rivalry what's one that sticks out to you Uh, I'm trying to think which one on my list I want to start with Um, there's some really good ones Uh, I think I'm going to go personal with my first one I love beating Kansas State. I want to beat Kansas State in every sport every year. I'm so freaking tired of the color purple. I've said on this podcast, I hate Kansas State so much. Still have Jordy Nelson flashbacks. Ron Prince haunts my dreams. Uh, Stupid, what was their basketball player with the beard before... James Harden made that a thing who who beat us in basketball when they had the crazy coach, uh, Frank, whatever there. Their baseball team will win three games all year, but they might be against Texas. I just hate Kansas State. For me, they are an informal and truly probably historically irrational rival. So I don't I don't hate Kansas State as much as you do. I get it, but I like Ron Prince is kind of my spirit animal. Like I love making Ron Prince jokes just because like Ron Prince was such a terrible coach, except when he laced up against Texas. Like I love 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 making Ron Prince jokes. I think Ron Prince jokes might be my favorite classification of joke, <laughs> and uh, and so I'm absolutely there. So uh, I I love it. I you're, I knew you were going to start with with Kansas State. We are just disdain for them, and and you. You won't own purple shirts because of it. I've seen it. 
seen it. Somebody gifted you a purple tie and you burned it. It's true. It's true. It happened. So my my it's informal my, my my informal whatever the first one that I always like to talk about is USC. Mm. USC. I I I cannot stand the University of Southern California. Cannot stand it. Cannot stand stands. My favorite thing in the world is anytime USC gets brought up in anything, I just reply with Vince Young scoring. That's the thing I do every from from our podcast Twitter account, from my personal Twitter account. If Reggie Bush is mentioned, Matt Leinert is mentioned, anything USC mentioned, any of that. That's the first thing I do. It's my initial instinct. I cannot stand those guys. If it was like between an army of my ex-girlfriends and USC playing football, <laughs> it would be a hard choice, Kyle. It would be a very hard choice for me. And I'd probably pick 22 of my ex-girlfriends. I don't have that many ex-girlfriends. But it would pick an army of my ex-girlfriends over USC in a football match. Gerald Goodrich, player. Uh, no, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll i say this. Uh, I, I do think, you know, it was fun to re-kind of engage the rivalry. Um after 10 years in football between the national championship and we played them again, I think I didn't realize how still deeply wounded USC fans are by that loss. Um, every Stay USC, salty. every USC fan I've talked to, like, I think we might be their most hated team, like fully legitimately Stanford be damned um, Cal, whatever. Like, I think they may hate us more than any other program. Like they were just internet mad. They were in person mad. They were just the saltiest of salty um you know and 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 that kind of it's not that i i don't have the hatred that you have for usc i think that game is the best game of all time um and and i think it was incredible and i was so glad i got to watch it um i didn't leave hating them i was like man we beat a really good team we ended that dynasty hats on us it just felt like a winner you know it's like maybe um is that big brother mentality i just didn't think about him much um but but i certainly uh i certainly don't love them i don't mind when they lose i don't have any affinity for them but they're like their attitude and the way they acted in this last two years of football series uh has re-engaged a little bit of rivalry for me so i i'm good with that i will also offer they knocked i believe they knocked kevin durant out of the ncaa tournament unexpectedly um and so they felt some modicum of revenge but that's honestly what i hate them more for i i mean it's just i think it's more it's more about their the fan reaction to some things and less about like USC as like yeah that like I'm that is again the great I'll argue it as the greatest college football game of all time I have argued it as the greatest college football game of all time against I mean probably two teams that deserve to be on the greatest like the 04 or I guess the what 03 USC team and the 0405 Texas team are probably two of the greatest football team college football teams of all time I'd argue that as well but like the the react like Anytime someone tells me to move on, I'm like, you first, right? That's always my response is like, until uh, when you get the therapy you need to not be triggered by me posting Vince Young on this, that's, that is when we can move on. Uh, You know, I am perfectly, perfectly fine uh, with, with them being included here. I guess I'm up next. Um, Gerald, I'm not going to say Maryland here um, because I think that's too low hanging fruit. Um, but you know, I, I, I want to point out that listeners may have gone to them immediately cause it's okay. It's okay to be mad. It's um, an easy one. They'll, they'll never be, be back again. It's like, you know, you stuck your hand, uh, in, 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 uh, under something in your house and there was a bee, a hornet's nest there and I stung you and it, it, it was terrible. Um, you, you, you hate it, but you move on when in that same space, them dang hornets built a nest again and stung you a second time. You, 
you really hate them, but you just destroy the nest and you never have to think about them again. Um, Maryland, no. But what about the other direction, Gerald? I have to ask, and, and you, you tell me if the parameters fit here. Um, is it okay to put Arkansas or Nebraska in an informal rival category? They were definitely rivals before. It's just we've gone dormant. I think it depends on the generation you ask, right? Mm. Cause I think like people are parents age. Cause you and I are in our thirties. So, you know, people that are, people that are in their, you know, sixties, I think they would consider those very much formal actual rivals, rivals. Right? Yeah, actual okay. rivals. But I think generationally, like I don't, I don't care about Arkansas. Like Arkansas hadn't been good since I've been watching football. But again, Arkansas fans hate UT. I think more than any other school. Like I legitimately think they hate UT is their biggest rival. They hate us so much. You see it in baseball every year. They are the trolliest, most obnoxious fan base in baseball, probably in general. Um, but especially towards, uh, Longhorns. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it has sparked a little bit of a, a renaissance of the rivalry a bit there. There's obviously, um, you know, people who talk about different conference options and, and, it, and Arkansas would love nothing more than to get out of getting their butt kicked in the SEC, but they'd also love to reignite some old Southwest Conference rival. So I, I won't put them as an informal rival either. We're going to scratch them. I was just bringing that up. I think, I think Nebraska was never probably as uh, solidified as a rival. They were just, you know, the other great, you know, Big 12 powerhouse besides OU uh, and us. So um, I, will, I will move both of them out. However, and I'm going to go to my next one. And my next one, I think you probably had on your list, but I'm going to say Ohio State. So Ohio State is an informal rival for the Twitter age. Um, Ohio State, I'm not going to give his name any credit, but had a a coach who um, is just an utter idiot who has, you know, I'll I'll be generous, has has a heap of mental problems that I would love for him to get um, fixed and worked on um, so that he can be a functioning member of society. However, he's not. But he brought his hatred towards Tom Herman and and, and by proxy um, put UT in his crosshairs and and spawned, okay, cool, hook him. Um, You know, an all-time great uh, UT saying that is only because of – I won't again say his name, but this rivalry between Ohio State and Texas. I will also say uh, my first game at the University of Texas um, that uh, that I I like distinctly remember attending in person was not obviously the time we went up and beat them in the horseshoe, but the the next year when we lost an absolute uh, heartbreaker to them in two thousand um, two thousand six. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's their fans were not particularly kind. And I was a freshman and I was real feisty and I got into some words with Ohio State fans because um, I was sitting on the actual demarcation line at the top uh, of the bleachers. And so they I was in spitting distance uh, from their fans and they weren't particularly pleasant. However, uh, Quan Cosby had something to say in a bowl game after that uh, that happened. And we have. Um, I'd say I'd say we have the upper hand in general, but uh, they're they're a blue bud, and so I mean the other part of this informal rivalry, in my eyes, Gerald, is that you have to look at Texas, its place in the pantheon of all-time winningest programs. They sit behind only two teams: Michigan, who you know, whatever, not a big you know they take it, but number two ahead of us, the one spot ahead of Texas is Ohio State. It's hard for me to hate them because like they can back it up, right? They're yeah. one that it's like, you know, they, they talk noise and I'm just like, I get it. Like, I get, you guys are good. You guys are really good. Like, I can't be mad about it. Like, it, it, again, I, I, 
it's fun to hate them. It's fun to cheer against them, especially because if if Brian Hartline takes another top tier wide receiver yes. from the state of Texas, I'm gonna find that guy, and it's on on site. Like it is on on site with Brian Hartline back from the college days. I'll, it's still on on site from Brian Hartline. Like quit. Like J.K. Dobbins is just a dagger in the heart. Right, that one's just like, that one hurts. And then all these wide receivers. Like it's just ridiculous. I. You know what? JT Maybe Barrett. I do hate him, Kyle. Maybe I no, do hate him. I was just about to say that. Was on the field. We have the upper hand right now, but off the field, they are beating us. They are. They might be. I guess with OU and A and M are like, and I throw LSU in there. Our four biggest like recruiting rivals. I mean, they we have to now recruit against Ohio State for Texas kids. They they really have that pipeline in here, and so it it is a. It is a rivalry that we often see their name next to ours on people's top six list, and we have to, you know, fight them off. And we know they're, you know, hardcore negative recruiting uh, against Texas. So, I mean, I think there's some juice to this one. I, I'm, you know what? Now I'm feeling it, Kyle. You got me, you got me gassed up. So yeah. here's one that I know is going to set you on fire, and I'm very excited. I feel bad for hating this school. Um, I, I, I do, and I don't. I, I. I'm sure the people are nice, but some of their policies, I think, are weird. Uh, and that is Brigham Young University. <laughs> I, I cannot stand BYU, and I will cheer against them at every turn. Texas is four, is one and four all time against BYU, yep. and all five of those games have happened in my lifetime. Like t- the the scoring margin between those two schools is lopsided. Three of the sixty percent of the matchups, Texas has been beat by like thirty points. It's just ridiculous. Like that last one, the forty-one to seven. Like I like. Granted, it was part of like Charlie Strong's downfall, right? Which was turned out to be maybe okay for us, but like it's just it was just embarrassing, Kyle. And I, I cannot cannot deal with BYU. Man, that's a really good one. Um. I cannot deal with any quarterback who wears knee braces because of that. I I love every single thing about the city of New Orleans except that Taysom Hill lives there. It like <laughs> the fact that 18-year-old Kyle <laughs> who, who was a, you know, a, an undersized uh you know wide receiver who, you know, would just root for the Tim Dwights of the world and the, you know, the Ed McCaffreys. And I was just like, man, I want to, I'd love to see uh, the occasional little white guy get in there. Wes Welkers, whatever. Love the grit. Man, I hate Taysom Hill so much. If you would have told 18-year-old me that this, like, unbelievable skill position player unheralded out of nowhere who defies the, I would love him. I hate Taysom Hill so much, man. He could catch these hands. I hope he never gets to play quarterback in the NFL ever, ever a single down in his life. I hope the Saints, if someone gets Teddy Bridgewater, never lets Taysom Hill play quarterback. Keep putting him in running back just to make him mad. Bring Tim Tebow out of retirement. Let him play quarterback first. Never let Taysom Hill be happy. He's a crusher of dreams and a mean person. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to follow that except retweet. Like I don't know what else to say. It's just so, you got any more, Kyle? They weren't on my list. You just got me all worked up. <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to pull that scout. No, nah, Bronco Mendenhall's the scout. dirtiest coach in the history of college football. Anyways, it's fine. Um, you know, I'm. 
The only the only other like one I'll say that's informal that's again kind of new. I feel like LSU is turning into a rivalry in the same way that Ohio State is that we recruit against them so actively, and that's gone on for years just because they're the major program, the state next door, the closest uh, major program really to us. I actually would be curious if Norman or Baton Rouge are closer to Austin. I bet Norman is, but not by much. Um, so you know, it's uh, they obviously last year's game brought it out where you know presumably with the football season happening this year we'll be playing them this year there's a chance um for that rivalry to continue to grow but uh, i think they're kind of in that that newfangled uh category for me um but again you have to respect them a little bit and again i I love louisiana except for Taysom hill but uh you know so it's it's i'm in a tough precarious position there um cal is not one for me but boy do they hate us a ton so much they might hate us as much as USC or more, but it's not for a national championship game. It's because they didn't get to play in a bowl game. Um, you know, whatever. Good on them. Uh, they they did uh, the Jared heard the dirtiest and, and made the very uh, gifable golf um, quote with uh, when when we missed the extra point. And that was a that was a tough game. But otherwise, I mean, we haven't really talked about Big Twelve schools here, and I think we only have one Big Twelve rival left in OU. True. Rival. So, are there any Big Twelve schools you would put in this informal rival category? Man, it's so tough. Um, I don't like Will Greer, but I don't want to. I don't want to like lump West Virginia all in the world because, like, those guys. Like, I've got nothing against most of like our, our SB Nation, like West Virginia guys are all chill. Yeah, like, I really like them. Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't want to. I don't want to dog on West Virginia just because I think Will Greer needs to get slapped in his bearded neck. Um, but like, I I don't necessarily. You, I mean, you talk Kansas State. I mean, TCU is one you got to respect. Ba- yeah. I mean, I could do without some Baylor fans from from time and time again. Like, yeah. no offense to your wife, but, like, if you're going to defend Art Bryles enabling sexual assault on campus, I don't have any time for you. Um, maybe, so maybe not the school, but some of those fans I could deal without. Yeah, that's a good point. I think none of, like, Tech wants to be our rival. We beat him all the time, or we don't. It's a season that didn't matter anyways. Except Crabtree, right? Like, you take a Crabtree out of there, and it's not really a rivalry. But, man, that was a tough one. TCU, like, again, they earned the respect that they have. Um, Kansas and basketball, they they earn every bit of respect. I love Iowa State. Uh, I hate that they're good, and it's scary now because, like, I love the fans. I love the people. I that They're the only other Big 12 team I would actually root for because I'm not a conference homer uh, like some kind of crazy person. Um, but, yeah, I mean, o- Oklahoma State really hates us and loves to, like, like, they get up for Texas like a rivalry game. So it's like I'm trying to think from other people's perspective, but none of them really – None of them get my 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 dander up like a like a BYU. Yeah, I I was not expecting that reaction from you when I brought up BYU, but I'm so uh, so glad it happened. So Kyle and I like this is not our normal, te- but it, it it seemed like something that we had to discuss, and we have the the margin to discuss it because these things kind of pop up when we talk about teams randomly in these conversations. So giving you some insight into the crazy minds of your two favorite podcast hosts uh, felt like an appropriate time to do it. No, I love it. This is perfect hashtag content, man. This was good. All right, so coming down from the anger into the nirvana of uh, of what everyone's been looking forward to for their for their entire week, the the point where we take a little time to assess the greater world uh, out there at this point from our homes, but through burnt orange lenses. And uh, this week we we have a couple, and we're gonna kind of uh, jump straight from there into our newest, but really uh, you know most 
beloved uh, new segment, Godzillatron, as well. So I'll start with the burn orange lenses. And I think you can't talk about the state of UT right now without talking about something that affects current students and certainly, I think, uh, alumni as well. But obviously, uh, you heard the news. I, I would assume that President Greg Fenves uh, resigned from his job, taking a, 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 the equivalent job at Emory in Atlanta. Um, I um, think we, we all kind of uh, thought that, that he did a fantastic job following in, in Bill Power's shoes, which is not uh, easy to do whatsoever. But the latest news on that is that we actually have a new interim president name for the University of Texas is McCombs Dean uh, Hartzell, uh, who I think was as soon as this news was announced was the clubhouse uh, favorite. He's a very well respected um person in the business school and in the ut uh, community i think he's uh i think he's gonna do a good job but uh you know it, it's 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 very interesting right now as people talk about who uh who the next person will be i don't know that uh, the jay Hartzell necessarily is in the running for um the actual long-term um president I, i'm not an expert on this necessarily but uh you know there is one bill mcraven out there Bill McRaven is, is somebody that I would always lobby for just because I think Bill McRaven is an incredible human being. But I think the I think Dean Hartzell, the, the best argument for, for Dean Hartzell is how like frustrated McCombs grads are that he's not going to be overseeing the school directly for, right. for the, I guess, for the foreseeable future until Texas names a, 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 a um, and names an actual president. And I think it's it's. Uh, like I couldn't, I couldn't name the J school president or dean when I was there. Uh, Bernstein, so like baby. Perspectives of deafness. Kyle and Gerald's first college course we ever took together. That I forgot about that class. It was a dean good Bernstein. Class. I did not do well in that class, but it's fine. <laughs> um, it's going to be a big blank space for Texas, and I think I, how do you follow Fenvis is really the conversation we need to have. Yeah, I mean, in, unless you're Admiral McRaven, who is an incredible, he's been the chancellor, he's, he's, I don't know that he even wants it, but, um, you know, obviously, you know, was the man who led the mission to take down Osama bin Laden. The best part, when you talk about J-School, Gerald, did you know that Bill McRaven, a graduate of the University of Texas School of Journalism? I did not, but it's just one step close, one step closer to our, our own personal greatness, Kyle. That's right, value that degree skyrocketing, baby. Um, all right, so... Gerald, this burn orange lens is just is is right in our wheelhouse, um, in 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 mine, and it's making me hungry thinking about it. But in the uh, we mentioned it on the Monday show, I wanted to save this one for the burn orange lens. Is the uh, Tom Herman interview? He was asked about his favorite barbecue, and he gave a very very, I think, well thought out reason, and gave me reason to respect him for his answer. He said, "Salt Lake's meat is good." Their sauce is incredible, which I think is the way you described that. And, and a little pro tip, if you're going to salt, like you do the all-you-can-eat, the first cut's going to be the best you get. It's going to get probably worse each time after that. It is good, solid, great place to take people, ambiance, whatever, but there is better barbecue out there. He mentioned, don't go to the one at the airport, correct take. Uh, Cooper's Franklin, Black's, Terry Black's. I do like that he said Franklin and not Frank Lynn's. There is no, uh, no uh, plurality or apostrophe on that. It's Franklin Barbecue. Um Blacks and Terry Blacks, they sometimes take recruits to. Gerald, what do you assess Tom Herman's barbecue Austin choices, and do you think you and I should give our own? 
Uh, it's been a minute since I've, I've dabbled in the Austin barbecue scene. I've been, uh, north of the Red River for, for quite some time. Um, so I think Salt Lake is the right way to describe. I love Salt Lake. Salt Lake is a great place to take somebody who's never been to mm-hmm. like Austin, never been to like a Texas bar. Cause it's just like an experience, right? You see the pits, you you smell it from a mile away. Like it's a very, it's an experience. And, and I mean, some of my favorite college memories, we used to have the, uh, BYOB, um, Texas student media, end of year party there and we had a great mm-hmm. time great food um i think it's i'm not gonna get my barbecue takes just because again i'm so removed from the austin area barbecue scene uh it's been like a decade that's fair and I, i'm not gonna give my houston ones because uh i'm too close to some of the restaurant tours in houston i don't want to offend uh anyone here if i leave them off so i'm gonna give a couple of my austin and i you have to promise dear listeners some of these aren't necessarily the the spots that everyone's recommending. Please don't make these like lots of long lines. Go to Franklin. It's, it's worth it. It, it exceeds. It, it lives up to at least an unbelievable hype. I described it as like a LeBron James, one of the few things that lives up to the hype, which precedes it. La Barbecue obviously is in a similar uh, vein. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Oh, gosh, I hate to do this. You want to go with no line. You can get in and get the best barbecue uh, in Austin, you know, that's available at that uh, at that availability. It is, without a doubt, style switch. Guys, don't make it too long of a line. Valentina's Tex-Mex BBQ also unbelievable. You got to get out there and try it. Uh, one thing I love, if you like Franklin, you don't want to wait in the line, you can get a reservation at Loro. Um, it's with Tyson Cole from Uchi, uh, partnered with Aaron Franklin. It's a very interesting just combination of flavors, cultures, cuisines melting in there. I've been a couple times uh, when I make my way back to Austin, and it's uh, it's just great. For the old heads, y'all remember Lambert's? A little expensive for me for what barbecue is, but it's good, man. It is good. If you want to, like, woo someone with a with a sport coat and real nice dark jeans and boots in a, in a place that's, like, oozes Austin aesthetic, um, Lambert's a great spot for it. Uh, but again, a little pricey for my taste in barbecue. But I think uh, Terry Black's is great. The only other one I'm going to give because I'm tired of giving out all my gems uh, around here is if uh, if you're near uh, campus uh, area, the uh, Leroy and Lewis uh, on over on Pickle uh, is uh, is bomb. So check it out. Give us your barbecue recommendations. Hashtag replies of Texas. Where would where would you? recommend us go get barbecue or me the next time i'm in austin where do i need to hit for barbecue let us know i love it man yeah please let's get a conversation let's uh let's do that and it doesn't have to just be austin guys let's expand this if you're in houston i don't want to leave dallas out i know y'all are really coming on strong the past five or six years uh from the barbecue wilderness uh houston obviously uh had their renaissance as well um so so hit us up i want to hear all about it i'm quarantined right now i just want to look send pictures I'm going to look at barbecue pictures to get me through the day. So we're going to go one more here, Gerald, in this section. Um, the the incomparable Twitter personality, at Kyle Umlang, you should be following him. Um, I'd say at least in the top two of Longhorn Twitter Kyles um, out there. Uh, had a, uh, a fantastic tweet, as he does, uh, ranking all of the, the current Big 12 schools and their Big 12 championships on request from someone uh, asking him to do so, I believe. Um, he, uh, I'll just say this. There, there was three schools that are only in the teens. There was two more in the 20s um, and one in the 30s. So, so most, more than half is under 40. There's three schools that are really close, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor, all in the 70s. And then there's the University of Texas, Gerald, 
171 Big 12 championships just lapping the field. I mean, we, we've said it before, is like, Football is what makes the money, but like Texas has been excellent in basically every other sport for a very long time. Like track and field, swimming, like golf, tennis, rowing, men's basketball, women's basketball, well, not men's basketball, women's basketball, <laughs> baseball, softball. Like in, in the sports, not football and basketball, Texas has been excellent for a very long time and will continue to be. Uh, and I think the football program for sure is probably trending in the right direction, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I think basketball, maybe with a son of a former football player who had a pick six against A&M, could potentially have a good season next year as well. I love it. I love it. We should have uh, put Greg Brown on the Mount Rushmore. But, uh, no, we uh, we do like to overhype our basketball recruits. We we had some some good uh, some good burnt orange lenses for a time when we were quarantined, Gerald. But I want to move us into our next section because the thing we're probably spending our uh, our hours staring at more than Texas Longhorns is probably our own TV screens. But we take this back to DKR and another vintage with our section that we dubbed, I think, last week, Godzillatron. What are you watching, Gerald? Or also, is there any related TV watching news? that Longhorn fans might be interested in? Uh, well, my wife and I caught the the uh, Tiger King after show, and uh, Joe Exotic is way less sympathetic when he talked to his former employees uh, when they don't have an editor, when it's just them and Joel McHale. So that was uh, the, the, that was interesting to to watch. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still plowing through Justified and, and Scrubs. I've picked up um, a little bit. I'm an audiobook guy uh-huh. when I... Uh, when I I'm cleaning around the house, and so I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading, air quotes, reading. I've been listening to um, a lot of, like, again, I'm, I'm kind of a Bible nerd, so I like, What is the Bible by Rob, uh, by Rob Bell, I think is who wrote it. It's really good. Uh, so that's, I've been reading that one as well as I work. I did, I cut down several trees in my backyard, so I basically plowed through that book in a Saturday afternoon. I love that. I mean, I think the, the, the answer here, obviously, you said you're watching Scrubs, but the answer is you should also be listening after you listen to this podcast. Gerald and I are both on, and it's only, I think, two episodes in now. Um, but uh, uh, into the Scrubs kind of rewatch podcast with the stars, uh, JD and Turk, obviously. Um, they've gone back and did, uh, I think, Fake Doctors, Real Friends is the name of it. Um, yeah. and, and it's just incredible. If you're Doing a Scrubs rewatch, it may be a slow turn if you do it by episode, but it's so worth it. Um, it it's guy love between two guys, and it's wonderful. Uh, it is. It's. It's my second favorite podcast after this one, Gerald. It's. It's a good one. It's very like, and as somebody who's probably watched through Scrubs probably seven or eight times at this point in my life, like it's interesting just to hear more perspective uh, about a show that I absolutely love. So we talked about Tiger King, and I found it interesting when we talked about that Tom Herman interview. It led us to a barbecue. It also led, leads us into the pop culture. In that same interview, they asked about his binge watch shows, and he said they watched Tiger King in two nights. Again, college coaches—they're just like us. But the best part was when asked about Joe Exotic being a Longhorn fan. Tom uh, just uh, kind of slyly said, "They come in all shapes and sizes, uh, you know." But uh, Longhorns in Oklahoma—he was happy about, uh, you know, the the taking over. Uh, that state uh, as well. But I mean, I haven't seen the after show, the Tiger King after show, but uh, I, I do need to watch that because it's, it's a mind trip of, of um, what editing can do um, in a, in a documentary. But uh, yeah, that one was an interesting one. Um, 
the other piece is they talked about Ozark, and that is the show that my wife and I have absolutely plowed uh, through. We are almost, uh, we're, we're well into season three now after being, you know, a couple of days ago into season zero. Um, I think we've talked at least about Peaky Blinders being potentially uh, our next show, which was my wife's suggestion, which I was shocked by. Um, but uh, I'm very excited that could potentially be something give an update uh, on here. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Tom and Michelle watched the first season and five episodes of season two together. The best part, again, how human they are. Um, uh, Tom fell asleep mid-watch, woke up the next day, and Michelle had already plowed through uh, the entire thing. Um, gosh, that's that's relatable. Uh, I'm the one who stays awake in that scenario, but man, I feel bad. I have watched every night that we've watched Ozark. I've gone an episode ahead. I only go one, but I've gone an episode ahead. I heard her in the background gasp. Uh, the only thing that came out of this that I'm upset about is that uh, Tom Herman could not get into the wire, which is frustrating to me to yeah. say the least about uh, it just come on coach. Like, come on. Like really? You know, for all the goodwill he earned, he might be back to zero on that one. Gerald and I ardent wire supporters. Um, yeah, I am not going to make you pick between scrubs and wire Joe, but I know they're both near and dear to the heart. They're different categories, Kyle. I cannot compare the two. That's all we've got for you this week. Kyle, where can the good folks find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle carbon. You can also follow the Texas pregamer on Twitter at Texas pregamer. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at GH Goodrich. Follow the show on Twitter at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, longhornrepublicpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. Give me your smoked meat tweets. Mm-hmm.